Welcome to the Tribe Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Tavy, And I'm Corinne. This is a place where we discuss everything Black. Black culture. Black music. Black fashion. Black love of all kinds. And most importantly, we talk about cannabis. We celebrate all that makes us unique. A new episode every Friday. Come join us on this journey as we build our tribe. Welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. I'm Tavy. And I'm Corinne. Hey, y'all. And we're up to our fourth episode. It's called Elevated. On today's episode, we'll be talking about spirituality, self-care, and getting in touch with our inner self. But before we get into that, let's get relaxed with our weed law topic of the day. So for our weed law topic of the day, we have an article and it says, could legal marijuana upend the $41 sleep aid market? And the three points that I wanted to highlight in here are marijuana is halting the sleep aid market by 236%. Um, The second one is for the first time, we show a statistically significant negative association between recreational access to cannabis and OTC sleep aid sales, suggesting that at least some recreational purchasers are using cannabis for therapeutic rather than recreational purposes. And then lastly, 80% of OTC sleep aid purchasers reported residual side effects like like drowsiness when they need to be alert, as well as the inability to concentrate or remember things. So, Tavi, do you have any thoughts on this before I start talking about it? Um, No. What what do you think? What is this overall, like, what is it talking about as far as um, cannabis and sleep aid? So it's talking about the overall effect that cannabis, a positive effect that cannabis has on helping people go to sleep at night. Um, Some people who suffer from narcolepsy, they usually buy sleep aids and sometimes the side effects end up being um, internally dangerous for a lot of people. And it causes like a sense of drowsiness, like during the day, even after they've already taken the sleep aid to cause internal problems, like with kidney problems or, you know, immune system problems, like it probably makes them sick. Um, But they found that with marijuana, that it actually helps people go to sleep at night and the side effects are not as severe or as harsh as sleep aids. Um, The title is uh, Could Legal Marijuana Up in the $41 million billion Sleep Aid Market? So honestly, to answer that question, I would say yes, people um, support the the recreational use of it and also its medicinal purposes. So it's definitely going to turn the um, sleep aid market on its side. That's definitely going to happen. And I think it's a good thing because of the fact that sleep aids are a man-made chemical. It's not organic. It's not natural to the body. So the fact that um, people can avoid all those um, negative um, side effects is beneficial to them. So I say it's fine. People prefer to smoke whatever stem or use whatever they need to get some rest, relieve pain. I get it. Okay, thank you for that. And I just wanted to add in about that a little bit is that um, a lot of these states, they keep fighting the fact that the legalization of marijuana, but there are still facts being proven day after day um, throughout this whole battle um, with the laws that marijuana is actually helping people, especially um, in the medicine market, which is one of the most um successful economically successful markets in America or all over the world so they um as many times they might want to block the legalization they have to realize that there are some health benefits that come with it and it all comes into 
um, what it can actually do for people as a whole, because you never know, like marijuana may be able to um, ease a lot of these major these major immune system problems like like cancer and different things like that or lupus. So you never know the effects that it could have to help people. I definitely agree with that. So that concludes our weed law topic of the day. Thank you so much, Corinne, for sharing that article. No problem. So we're going to go into our topic for today. And what we're talking about is self-care and um, spirituality also. Also, just the overall premise of being able to take care of yourself. So for our first question, well, for the first question asked, I'm going to ask Tavi, why is self-care important? Like, do you have any tips for that? Like, what makes it such a vital reason of why we need self-care in our lives? Self-care is important because nowadays it seems that our generation is under more duress and under more stress than ever. Um, We're always, always on the go. We're, We're always trying to have our hands in different baskets and we're always trying to do a lot for ourselves and we're always hard on ourselves. And when you stress out, you can cause a lot of physiological damage and make yourself sick. So to combat that, self-care is important because you're reminding yourself and taking care of yourself and, and keeping yourself healthy so that you can deal with everything and be successful. And I think some good tips for self-care um, would be to practice a lot of um, you know, good habits like sleeping more, um, eating more, um, just definitely doing more for yourself. A big reason why we get so stressed out is because we overextend ourselves. I overexert myself. I may do more for other people than I do for myself. So when you take care of yourself, whatever that may be for you, um, definitely do that. Um, another tip for self-care, I would say, is to go off on your own more if you can and ask yourself who you are and what it is that you want to accomplish And what do you need to get yourself in the right mental space right now? And let that be the first guide for whatever whatever you're going to do next. Thank you for that. I have to agree because um, I know definitely for anyone who is currently in school right now, I know self-care is something that we kind of push to the side, especially when we have to get things done. Um, And I feel like at this point, because we are so young, if you are young and you're going to school currently, that your mental health is the most important because, um, believe it or not, our brains are still not growing if you haven't reached about, what what's the age? I think 25. So your brain hasn't stopped growing yet. You should, you know, take care of it. You should take care of yourself internally and externally. Um, the assignment will be there and it will get done, but it doesn't have to get done right away to the point where you drive yourself almost crazy. Um, and I also wanted to give out a tip that, um, going off of what Tavi was saying about going off on your own and doing things by yourself, which is fine. And I know a lot of people, they want to go out with like friends and groups of people and they like being like, you know, in big spaces, but sometimes just going and taking a walk and just taking in just everything and just walking with like just nothing on your mind or at least trying or just thinking stuff through maybe can be just as beneficial and just as cleansing as like, you know, maybe taking a nap or maybe going and hanging out with your friends or doing anything like that. So that's what I have to say for that. 
Yes, I definitely agree. Also, another thing I was just thinking about is self-care does not have to be an immediate response to stress in our lives. Although I did say that was a a huge indicator as to why self-care is necessary. But self-care is also very good to have or to practice when you're in a good mood. It's a good way to celebrate your life and celebrate yourself because you realize how short life is. Yeah, that's true. And we don't often take time for ourselves. Um, It's important to remember to be selfish because you only have yourself at the end of the day. And I feel like whenever I'm in a good mood, if I would take that time to acknowledge that I'm in a good mood and really do something when I'm I'm in that headspace, I would benefit more. Sometimes I think I take for granted the good days so that when I'm feeling low, I, it hurts even more when I don't even, I can't even look back on six months and say, what did I do for myself? What did I do for my own happiness and my own sanity, my own uh, mental health? If I can't answer that question, then I'm definitely doing something wrong. That's very true because I think about that a lot, especially when I, um, especially right, well, currently in my life, like, you know, doing finals and trying to get everything all together, um, taking time out to kind of like, cause I used to meditate, but taking time out, I haven't did that in so long, but I feel so disconnected and I feel like just, I feel disassociated sometimes, which I don't like being like that. Um, and I feel like I have to change that. So like, even if I have things that I need to do or that, you know, I might be stressed out or maybe I have nothing to do and I choose to sleep instead of like actually taking good care of myself and actually doing the things like meditating and actually um, sitting in silence or just going for a walk by myself. Um, just taking that time to kind of take care of myself, even in the good moments, like Tavi was saying, is very important because at the end of the day, I'm not sure maybe there's some older people out there but there's a lot of younger people who really don't um know how to take care of themselves mentally and that's why they resort to other things like you know um, alcohol drugs anything like that to kind of escape when they could just do simple things like just sitting in silence or writing or drawing or listening to music or taking a nap or walking or meditation or anything yes definitely which brings us to our next point We want to talk about self-care, but we also want to talk about other elements around self-care. For some people, self-care is spending a lot of money or going somewhere that we've always wanted to go. But self-care doesn't have to be um, what you do financially for yourself. It really can be uh, the time that you spend or the effort that you put in for taking care of yourself. That's really what your goal should be. When you kind of identify what it is you need to get right mentally and to readjust and and unwind and detox and whatever that may be, then you'll be able to decide if that's going to need you to, if that's going to, if that's going to require you to spend any money. But I've seen a lot of posts online where people who do self-care don't necessarily invest money into things. They might collect candles or collect certain objects or things that they can take out when they need to um, self-care, like soak their feet or whatever the case may be. I just have a personal question for you. What do you do personally to kind of take care of yourself and kind of ensure you have like a mental balance through going to school and doing everything that you're doing? Okay, so for me personally, it's hard right now because, you know, I don't feel so authentically, 
um, I don't feel like a pro at self-care at the moment. School really has taken a toll on me, but not so much mentally. It's just a lot of like having a full to-do list and having every time I turn around, there's something else I have to do or somewhere else I have to go. So I find that when I'm under like a lot of crisis and stress that I don't, I'm guilty of not taking care of myself at all. But usually when I don't have such a full plate or if I um, shut down and literally cancel my plans and I decide to not engage in whatever whatever it is that I have to do, yeah. my, my self-care routine really looks like first turning off my phone or just turning off my alarm clock and going to sleep and waking up at whatever time I'm supposed to wake up instead of forcing myself to have an abridged sleep schedule or only sleeping for maybe three hours, I will honestly go to bed, knock out. That's the first thing that I do. Then as far as it it depends on the time of the year, but sometimes self-care for me is staying in and watching movies. Sometimes it's me not going out or not, or telling people no, I don't want to go out with go out and hang out with y'all. Like I'm gonna stay indoors. Um, taking a nice hot shower, um, doing my hair, like doing a a major wash and just doing my hair and doing it for me and not for a guy, not for my boyfriend, not for anyone else, but just taking care of myself. That's kind of how I do my self care. Um, I like to light candles. I like to put on music that's relaxing. Um, I like to close my eyes and not think about anything else. Just really becoming a hermit sometimes and separating myself from other people. That's the best way I can take care of myself because I know that when I do that, if I don't do that, I'm going to lose my mind. And I even tell some of my friends, I'm like, I need to go to bed. I can't do this. I can't deal with y'all. I will see you whenever I, I see you because I come first in this case. Yeah, so that's kind of how I deal with self-care. What about you, Corinne? What do you do for self-care? What's your routine? So I usually try to draw or meditate, but recently I haven't had the time to do that. So I kind of um, have backed away from that a little bit. Um, But when I finally get the time to actually take time to myself and actually get to do those things again, I definitely will. I feel like drawing is more like a personal choice type thing. Like it's like it's a hobby more like than it is like, oh, meditation. But it does calm me down. So I consider it something as self-care. So that's how I usually do it. Okay, that's awesome. Um, For those of you listening, you all may have your own self-care routines if you do practice self-care. If you don't, I highly recommend it because it seems like our generation is moving into that direction anyway everybody's trying to take care of themselves because you have to make sure you're you're 100% okay um, and stable Um, we're finally saying that it's all right to do for yourself it's okay to be selfish so for those of you listening if you have your own routine definitely reach us on our social media and let us know what that routine is Um, for those of you who don't have your own self-care routine again um, we highly suggest that you 
figure out for yourself what that looks like for you. Yeah, like definitely, like you could look at other people's and kind of take from that, or you could just kind of start your own because self care isn't always about doing like the woosa thing and like, you know, sitting around and doing all of that or doing yoga. Sometimes self care can just be the simplest things as like, just watching a movie or just listening to your favorite song. It could be the most turned up song or it could be something really slow and very calming. So it's all in what makes you basically internally happy. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, So Corinne, how would you define spirituality? Well, for me, spirituality is basically connecting to like your inner self, like being able to kind of being able to kind of um, connect yourself to something that's bigger than you. And what I mean by that is like, you're able to realize that everything that's happening right now, it happens for a reason. And just being able to connect with life differently. I think of it as kind of like, you're able to, you're able to kind of ground yourself. That's how I think of spirituality. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. For me, spirituality is when, like, your physical self is more aligned with your soul. Having a connection to that inner part of you, um, that's a whole journey within itself. And um, holding on to that and and kind of practicing how do you get into that position? How do you connect with your, your spirit? How do you connect with that element of yourself? Because when we think about, um, I guess, human the human condition in itself, we always think about our body and our minds being separate entities. Yeah. Well, we also have our spirit and that in itself needs to be nourished and grown and protected and coveted just as much as we do that in the physical realm, Uh, just as much as we take care of our actual bodies, we have to take care of our spirit, take care of our soul. So I think spirituality involves that. Right. I have to agree. Cause I will say this, like I was right when you were talking about that, I was just thinking about how you can be, um, tired physically, but there's a different type of tired when your soul is exhausted. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, you know, when your soul is exhausted, there's not much that you can do because that's something that's going on internally. And that's something that's supposed to be connecting to something, um, like you said, like it's a direct connection, but like, you don't feel like you need sleep. Like, it's like, you feel like you need something to kind of nourish that part of yourself. And you kind of feel malnourished when your soul is tired because you don't feel like doing anything. Um, but when you're physically tired, at least you can like lay down, take a nap. But that's why that's where it comes into the whole self-care of being able to take care of yourself and being able to kind of, um, being able to kind of like connect. Yeah. Connect and That's how I feel about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Being able to connect in order to, if you care, if any of y'all who are listening to this Tribe podcast episode and you care a lot about spirituality, a lot of what helps you get to that spiritual, um, elevated, uh, when you can like move at a higher um, vibration where you can be more positive and be more powerful and who you are. A lot of you understand the importance of self-care and that's kind of one of the gateways that leads you to um, really um, uh, accepting your spirituality and really channeling it and practicing it in your everyday life. 
Right, I have to definitely agree. And also, I wanted to ask you, Tavy, do you have like any tips on how to kind of like connect with that part of yourself so far spiritually for people who might not really understand like the whole aspect of spirituality and what it is? Absolutely. Um, when it comes to spirituality, it's a topic that I've always felt very strongly about. Um, I believe this was an episode that you and I wanted to do for a long time. It was one of the first ones we actually um, kind of sketched out. But when it comes to spirituality and when it comes to being a, a Black woman, those are two things that are like almost one and the same. Um, a lot of, I wanted to talk about um, kind of like, why I consider myself to be a spiritual person and it's because I'm not really religious. I don't subscribe to believing everything that someone's telling me in a church. I also have a huge issue with people who are very judgmental and some of those judgments come out of uh, religious beliefs. And so I feel like as a spiritual person, you very much focus on your connection with a higher being, a higher existence, a higher force in yourself. You're not exactly um, going in there telling people what they can and can't do. Um, my entire life, I've always been a very um, intuitive person. I've always been someone who has always um, had a very heightened sense of self and I always thought there was something going on and I could always, my dreams would tell me things or I always got a strange feeling about things. I kind of uh, dealt with that for many years and the older I got, the more I started to realize that I might, have, I might just be a very spiritual person. So I decided to pursue that journey on my own. Um, it wasn't easy, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I think I felt kind of like confused and lost and frustrated because I always felt like there was so much, I think from a young age, I can always feel the pain that this world was feeling. Yeah. Even as a child, um, I remember um, being like seven years old and being in the backseat of my mom's car and we were driving down the street and I remember seeing um, all the garbage and the litter on the floor and just feeling a lot of pain for the earth itself. Mm -hmm. Like just feeling like, wow, this place is really like damaged yeah. and not having a clear concept of what that is as a child, but carrying that type of connection as an adult, like as an adult, I can feel like this world is definitely messed up. Yeah. But what do I do to protect myself? I feel like, the best way to get through all the harshness of this reality is to build on my spirituality. So for tips for, um, which brings me back to the tips part. Um, if you're a spiritual person, you, you want to get aligned. You want to like align yourself and have a clear, um, I guess, thought process. You want to just be more focused so the first, the very, very, very first thing I ever did was I started to meditate, like you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. You can do that with music. You can do that without music, um, whichever works for you. But I think what that taught me was patience and consistency. So it was easier for me to pursue my spirituality in the warmer months when I wasn't in school, when I was at home, I would just be in my bedroom and I would just sit down on the floor and, or on my bed. And I would just close my eyes and clear my mind of everything. And I would try to connect with myself. Yeah. And I would also um, try to connect with 
my family, with my passed on loved ones. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a huge part of it. Um, when it comes to spirituality, there's a lot of elements that people don't like to talk about yeah. as far as like ancestral um, worship or other things, but that's a huge part of it. I wasn't afraid to connect with things beyond this realm. Yeah. And I wasn't afraid to trust that there are, I believe that I have family members who passed on that I may not know of who watch after me. Mm -hmm. And I always look for signs. I always look for, um, there's a meaning to everything. So I always look for some type of like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to know this person or maybe I'm supposed to go here. Everything happens for a reason. Um, small things like that. I started to really heighten my senses, um, focus more. And I learned to be kinder to myself, um, more patient with others, kinder to others. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a long process. But I guess my first tip would be to meditate. Second tip would be to start to uh, detox your body more. Yeah. That's a huge thing that I did, especially a year ago. I would always drink a lot more water. That's important. Um, there's definitely a co co correlation, I believe, between um, health, physical health, and then your spirituality. Yeah. So if you can focus on figuring out a healthier lifestyle and also meditation, um, listening to music, praying if that works for you. Right. But setting that time aside, just like you're taking care of your physical body, you're setting time aside to take care of your, your spirit. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my tips for spirituality. Okay, thank you for that. I just wanted to also add, um, going back on what you said about the whole um, being able to kind of connect outside of your um, outside of yourself, so kind of like being beyond self awareness. Um, that's one, and her, and also the whole thing about is wanting to actually do this episode for a long time, which she's right. Um, spirituality was one of the many things that me and Tavi connected on. And just recently is when I started to really tap into that. And everything has been, um, actually, I've been actually really enjoying this. I've been, it's been actually helping me to stay sane in a way and stay um, grounded. And also like with being able to feel like you are connecting with something that's bigger than you. I feel like with me, like I have that type of kindred spirit with people. I feel like people can talk to me about a lot of things that they probably might not feel comfortable talking to other people about. And it's kind of like I have that type of um, premonition or that type of feeling of knowing that it's okay to kind of be around me. Um, I didn't really know what it was because like growing up, I wasn't really taught about that part of myself. I kind of had to figure it out on my own, like Tavi was mentioning. And now that I've finally figured out what it is, I'm less scared of it. And I'm actually like taking it in and letting it be what it is and um, using it to my advantage. But I also wanted to say that, um, that especially connecting to yourself and taking care of yourself. And like she said, like detoxing and you know, listening to music and getting enough sleep at night and just doing things for yourself does help you kind of tap into that part of your spirituality as well as your external self. Yes, exactly that. Um, 
Another thing I thought about is how my life has changed since I confirmed for myself that I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I happen to believe in energies. I believe in a lot of different things. I mean, we can definitely take this conversation other places and talk even more detail (laughs) about um, going to spiritual shops, reading more, doing research. Um, We could talk about all types of stuff. Um, But I also noticed that I don't have the same amount of friends that I used to have. I think a huge part of me kind of gave up a lot of um, having a bunch of people around me all the time. I used to really overwhelm myself with, I got to go hang out with this person and I want to be with this person. Um, a lot of it was because I thought I had to make everybody else happy. And um, I think Corinne can recall at the beginning of the semester that I was running around every week. Oh, yeah, she definitely, she had somewhere to go almost every single day. I was like... Every single day I had <laughs> somewhere to go, whether it was a party or an event or someone wanted me to go with them to, to do something. Yeah. And I felt that if I did not accommodate these people, regardless if I had the money in my pocket or not, I was going to find a way to, to be around these people. That that in itself was very draining. And right. when I became more comfortable with my own, with my own presence, with my own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just with my own company. Yeah. With being comfortable with myself, um, I guess, ended up making me push other people away even though I wasn't trying to like hurt anyone else I just became so content with myself I stopped having to worry about running around all the time with people like so it's kind of like you put yourself first um before others and that's when you kind of realize that you had to take that step into taking care (laughs) you had to take that step into taking care of yourself yes definitely but I was I think what I was overall trying to get at is with spirituality, you kind of learn more independence. And if you're willing to live a certain aspect of your life more isolated and not in a bad way, but like more independent and more solid in yourself, if you can handle solitude and handle independence in that way, then definitely consider spirituality being another form of self self care for yourself. Right. Well, that leads into um into the last question that I have to ask um how does spirituality and mental health connect for you um let's see well when it comes to spirituality let's just say that uh mental health is a serious thing in the black community mm-hmm. I think every outlet says this and we're going to keep saying it forever um I felt like I was losing my mind sometimes. I always felt like there was people who didn't understand me. I always felt like this world didn't understand me and I just needed answers. And for me to have a healthier mental space and for me to be healthy overall, like my mental health was the most important thing to me or else I I learned, okay, how do I, let me rewind. I learned that the older I got, that not everything or nothing was worth sacrificing my mental health. Yeah. That's one thing that I learned. Um, being in grade school and high school, um, you sacrifice so much of your youth, of your best years. Yeah, you we sacrifice so much getting assignments done and going places and doing meaningless, meaningless things. Mm-hmm. I didn't even learn the extent of my own black history in in 13 years. So anyway, um, 
my mental health was definitely bogged down and destroyed by the time I entered my adult life and by the time I became a college student. So when I found spirituality as an outlet and I found it as another way to take care of myself, it saved my life. It saved my ability to get things done. I became way more um, this the like this decisive, I think. Yeah. Like I was able to decide for myself, is this worth it? Is it not worth it? Mm-hmm. And now at 23, when something doesn't go the way it's supposed to go for me, I used to just lose my mind and stress myself to the ends of the earth. And now I'm just like, everything's going to work itself out. This is beyond my control. There is a message here, you know, things like that allowed me to stabilize my my mindset like I wasn't I wasn't going I don't go crazy anymore when I get bad news I'm like all right this is annoying but you know it could be worse I found a new way to adjust to the way that life was throwing their curveballs at me and find a new perspective on how I will choose to behave and react to things right I have to definitely agree plus I wanted to go back to the whole thing about mental health in the black community so like you said it's always going to be an issue and it's always going to be talked about and we're going to continue talking about it until it's turned into um until it's actually starting to be a an issue that's handled overall opinion about black people um with mental health issues in the community is that they should um i feel like a lot of them should get therapy because there's that's a big thing that's frowned upon because a lot of people once they hear therapy they get like scared and they're like oh no I don't need therapy I'm good and it's like sometimes talking out your problems does help you and you can find peace and solidarity in that and also um just acknowledging that you have these problems is it could be a step in the right direction you might not even be able to go to therapy you probably can't afford to go to therapy or it might be not even covered by insurance but just acknowledging that you have this issue and trying um a better way to really fix it or help it if you can't even fix it just help it is a step in the right direction um also, like, and then that goes into the whole thing about how it connects to spirituality. Like I said, once again, it goes back into taking care of yourself and also being able to connect with your inner self and and just have those peace and quiet moments of knowing who you are as a person. Um, that does help because there are some times where I do get anxious and I have asthma, slight asthma. But like when I do get anxious, I kind of found that, you know, connecting to spirituality so far as me meditating and breathing, that did help me. So when I would get anxious, I would do those type of breathing techniques that I would do in meditation. And that would keep me from like, you know, passing out or going into some type of like, you know, full on panic attack where I couldn't breathe. So I feel like just being able to take care of yourself and do that in and of itself is beneficial and it can help you. Yes, I definitely agree. And I just want to say I cannot wait until school's completely in my rearview mirror because I feel like I was starting so strong trying to maintain my spirituality while going to school in the city, while being overwhelmed with everything. And the only thing I was able to hold on to was my immense patience and positive disposition. But aside from that, I didn't give myself ample time to just put everything down and meditate and put everything down and clear my mind. Now, I do know that it's not the best excuse to like, oh, I'll do it later. When you want to be spiritual, when you want to, you can always open the door, you know, um, 
it just starts now. But I always tell myself, oh, I'll do it later because, you know, I'm so busy. So I, I just really can't wait to when I'm not overloaded with a thousand mandatory things I got to get done so I can just take that time for myself and do what works for me. However, what I have found, at least not so much on the spiritual element of things, but more on the self-care element is I found what has made me happy is putting my energies into my crafts. Yeah. So I happen to love working on my YouTube channel. So that has been fun. I finally am doing that more and just being happy with um, having that aspect of my life, editing stuff, coming up with ideas not being afraid to take pictures and film things and just being more comfortable and who I am in that area, that's helped me. That's kind of like you were saying about drawing. For me, um, I think vlogging has become a sense of self-care. Yes, I have to definitely agree with that. Taking like what you do personally on your own time and just kind of putting whatever energy that you have from um, maybe things that might make you anxious or stressed out, you put it into things that you actually love and care about and want to improve upon. Comes from a place of self-esteem and knowing what is good for you as a person. Um, if you don't have that type of element in your life of having self-worth or having that high self-esteem standard for yourself, sometimes it ends up um, damaging other things in your life and it causes you not to want to take care of yourself and not want to watch out for yourself. So I know that's a big thing in our generation is the whole self-esteem aspect and um, how to kind of mentally block out other things that might make you feel like this. But sometimes, like Tavi said, like turning off your phone and just sitting somewhere without having that type of, um, it might sound bad, but having that type of outside connection and just being able to be with yourself and be with your own thoughts does a lot for you, a lot better for you than being around a bunch of people that make, that might make you feel like you are worth less than. So all I have to say is it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take time to yourself. You know, nobody's going to penalize you or <laughs> make you feel like, you know, you're a child if you don't do this right away. It's your life and it's your body and it's your mind and it's your soul. You should be able to take care of it. So that's all I have to say. I just want to say um, for those of you, again, who can relate to discovering your spiritual side. I know we only touched the surface because it's such a like severe topic. It's a really heavy topic for things yeah. that we could talk about. And um, there's not a, not everybody who listened to this podcast might be interested in um, Santeria or Bujaria or anything. Yeah, kind of. So, so if you are interested in those kind of things and you want us to talk about that, we definitely will. But we just wanted to focus on the more, um, I guess, popular mainstream aspect of what spirituality and self-care entails. Okay, thank you, Tavi. Well, guys, this concludes our fourth episode, Elevated. And thank you guys for listening. And hopefully you guys found any helpful things about this. Like I said, like she said, we um, only touch the surface of this. We don't really want to go into it unless, unless you guys want us to. So thank you for listening. Yes, um, we'll see you all next week. Um, we're so glad you're listening still. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Um, it's just the two of us um, looking to build our tribe, of course. So um, Elevated it was an, a very personal episode for us. Spirituality is something we take serious. So this episode may have come off a little bit more serious, but um, we're excited to talk about this with you all. So yeah, until next time, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.